0: great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at BlokeGames.Squarespace.com or at DriveThruRPG.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Okay, let me say this once. Stereotypes are good as far as role-playing games go. Yes, controversial opinion. Because people, you know, you say stereotype to somebody and... You think about stuff that gets... Now, I'm just talking about in the role-playing game, you know, milieu, milieu, whatever. I'm not talking about real life. You know, that's a whole big different kettle of fish. But I'm talking about stereotypes for, for D&D, for role-playing games. The dour dwarf, the snooty elf, the the lawful good, you know, paragon of virtue paladin. Etc. 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 I mean, there's also stereotypes of, of of situations too, like the infamous "you all start," you all meet in a tavern. But I'm just going to talk about characters right now. Stereotypes are good for two reasons. One, if there's a new player who's never played role-playing games before, I encourage him to play something like that because that's the way they learn. And it gives them something to do. So no problem. And number two, you can upend them. That's the whole thing. You have a stereotype to go against the stereotype. I do that all the time. All the time. From a an elf who is not very bright and has 18 strength, who's a who is a blacksmith on the side, to a vampire, who is neutral good. I don't know, maybe chaotic good. I don't know. But he's a very nice guy, and he's a drunkard. So that's what stereotypes are good for. Those two things, especially the second one. You can have a lot of fun. You can have a lot of fun upending the stereotypes. Uh, I, I made a, here's one, a mage one time who was a music mage now he wasn't a pe- he wasn't a bard but he was a music mage he studied music and used that in his spells he loved it i had another mage who was a cook a chef and he used to use his spells for making some fantastic meals and desserts and he just happened to be able to use them down in the dungeon too so you know there's there's that you know, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about right there. So stereotypes do have a place in d You just can't overuse them. That's all. You know, I mean, yes, you can you can overuse them to, under, to to use them to upend, but don't have every dwarf speak in a Scottish accent or have every elf uh, play the lute or something like that. You know, that can get old real fast. But they are useful. If you're any kind of GM or even player for that matter, you know, use them. Just, you know, use the hell out of them. Turn them around, upend them, turn them inside out, twist them around. That's what they're there for, boy. Anyway, I gotta go start my day. So this is gonna be a short one. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com or you can drop a voicemail on anchor. We have single donation options. For my Kofi page on my Kofi page, ko ficom dot slash old man All right, let me talk let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. If you want to hear some good podcasts, there is Dan Gregg's the Young Y U N G Young Grogtarn podcast. There is Mark C Wallring's the Yawning Albert podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps podcast. Daniel Norton at the Bandy's Keep podcast. Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest podcast. My Big John Allen Large's the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinker's Tavern Chats. So oh, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. <coughs>